Start your business for the freedom of time. Now you're tired of the hustle and grind. There's gotta be a better way. It's time to listen to Chill and Prosper. Welcome to Chill and Prosper. You're ready to chill and prosper with Denise Duffield Thomas. Hey, hey, welcome to Chill and Prosper. Ah, it's always so good to um, connect with you in this way. And you know what's funny? I have been doing this podcast for quite a few years. It used to just be uh, the Lucky Bitch podcast. I kind of remember. And then it was my name. But it's so funny. I sit here and I record all of my episodes and then I totally forget about them and I forget that people actually listen to my podcast. And so when I meet people out and about in the world and they're like, oh, I love your podcast every week, I just think, oh, oh, yeah, people do listen to it. I don't just do it for myself. And yeah, it's a very weird feeling. Um, I've you know, shared how I do it before, but a couple of times a year, I'll go into the studio and I'll do, you know, 10, 12 in a day. And then I don't really ever think about them again. Um, the process is that then they go and get transcribed. They get all the bullet points. They get the artwork. Um, they get put into a spreadsheet. And occasionally I'll look at it and go, yeah, move this one around, whatever. But I've learned to just like abdicate those decisions. If I really got into it and went, oh, this, oh, that title's not right, I'm like, it just wouldn't happen. Like I would literally just get, I'd just go, eh, eh, eh. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I'm here, I connect with you, but then it has its own life, you know, and it goes out into the world and connects to people in their cars and in their cubicles and, or in their walks and um I want to ask a favor. I would love you to share this podcast, but I would want you to share like where you're listening to it. You know, if you can share a picture of you in the car or on your walk or you're walking your dog or I don't know, where are you listening to this podcast? I'm always super curious about it. So big shout out. And I really appreciate you listening, even though I literally don't think about it in between <laughs> podcast days. My love for you is real in this moment. Put it that way. Okay, so today's episode is um, is about boundaries, and like every now and again, I'll do an episode about boundaries. But it is just it's an ongoing issue for so many of us is having to look at our boundaries all the time. So straight up um, up the top, I want to mention a resource, my friend Randy Buckley, um, who she teaches about boundaries all the time and she's got some amazing strategies around it. So I'm just going to be sharing from my perspective of things that I'm dealing with at the moment, but also some of those principles that I always come back to when it comes to boundaries. And, um, you know, yeah, it's something that has to happen all the time. Okay. So boundaries don't make you a bitch. That's a big, big thing that I want to share straight up because, Depending on your personality, especially your money archetype, the even the word boundary can be really tricky for some archetypes. Okay, so let's talk to that straight off the bat. If you don't know what I'm talking about and you don't know what your money archetype is, feel free. You can pause this episode or you can just do it at the same time. Go to denisedt.com slash quiz. Um, you can take the money archetype quiz, which I'm a certified practitioner in. And um, find out your top archetypes. Okay, so you've got a primary archetype and then you're like two and three also come into the mix. Okay, so I'm a ruler, then I'm a maverick, then I'm a romantic. 
Okay, so your money personality really does influence how you are around boundaries. If you are a nurturer in money archetypes, so nurturers are the clues in the name, friends. It's you want to nurture people, you want to help people, and nurturers can really, really struggle with boundaries because they just want to help people so much that often they get a bit spongy and they just don't sometimes have a very strong sense of self because it's like, well, what do you need? How can I be of service to you? And that can be taken to the extreme with nurturers where they become like a pushover, a doormat. And so then people will take advantage of that. Um, If you are in your healthy side of a nurturer, you know that boundaries are kind, almost like, you know, the, the grandmother who is loving but doesn't take any crap. You know, the, the person who um, will take care of things and make sure that it's um, like a safe container, okay? So that's where you're in your healthy side of the nurture, where you're in your unhealthy, it's like letting people walk all over you. There's no, um, you know, you never say no, you get resentful, you get become a martyr, okay? And so that's where it is. On the other extreme, like so for um, me as a ruler, I can really sometimes trample over other people's feelings and be like almost a bit of a bossy bitch, right? So it's different advice sometimes depending on where your archetype is and really understanding um, where you might struggle in this. Another archetype that might struggle is the connector. So similarly to um, nurturers, nurturers are all about service and, you know, wanting to help people. A lot of times with connectors, connectors struggle with boundaries because they want everyone to be their friend. They want to feel like there's no barriers or, um, you know, walls up between people. They want to be available. They want to be helpful. And they feel like that if you put boundaries in place, then you're not being authentic. You're not connecting with people. It's not, you know, it's not kind. It's not um, being of service, right? So very similar. And... I think where I want to speak to for those kind of personalities is that when you don't have those healthy boundaries in place, you really put a limit on how many people you can help. There's only so many people that you can help. Um, If you have, you know, a full client roster, but every single one of them is draining you, overstepping boundaries, you know, taking, taking, taking especially around pricing, if you're not charging well for what you do, then you are just going to get so burnt out eventually that you won't be able to help anybody. You won't be able to help anyone. And your impact on the world, your impact, true impact will be diminished. Okay, so that's a really great way of looking at it, of going, this is of service so I can help more people. You know, I can help more people. Okay, so... um, I tell you what is a really good thing to do is every now and again, have a little bit of an inventory and see where you're feeling resentful. See where things have crept in where you're just like, "Mm, this does not feel good to me. And it could be in any area of your life and business. Um, And it can be big or small. It's always how it makes you feel. Okay. So I had an employee a couple of years ago and, um, you know, her time was kind of her own, but I found that she was starting to do most of her work in the evenings. So she would text me in the evenings and go, oh, hey, I've done that thing if you want to check it. And um, 
it was really hard for me because it was it then opened a loop. You know, she was obviously just wanting to go, hey, here's the thing. I've done the thing. Um, and I was like, oh, now I've got to think about it. It almost felt like, okay, she passed the baton to me. Now I have to hold the baton. And it was a really simple thing, but I didn't say anything to her about it for a while, you know. And then finally it was like, hey, look, you know, I don't work um, past 6 p.m. And so send me an email. Send me an email and I'll have a look at it tomorrow. And that was just where it was like such a small thing. And of course she was fine with it. Totally no big deal. But I was like every night I was feeling resentful about it. And then I'd start to go, oh, it wasn't how I would do it. Oh, there's a spelling mistake here. Like I would look at it. So it wasn't even her boundary. This was me and my stuff, right, of going, I need to set a boundary on this, but I also need to set a boundary with myself, you know, and like put my phone on do not disturb at a certain time. Um, And so recently I did a similar thing. Um, So my friend Naomi Finlay um, and I, we do a lot of projects together. So she's renovated several of my houses. She's done interior design for all of the sacred money archetype sets. Um, She like does all the renovations at the farm. She runs the flower business at the farm. We bought a bank together. We did all these things. And um, there's so many like aspects that we work together on, I was finding it really hard to keep each one separate. And so again, I I had a conversation and I was like, hey, can we move this to WhatsApp and can we have a separate conversation for each project? So we have a farm one, we have a bank one, we had a, um, you know, like a, uh, a house one that we were renovating together and like had them all separate. So then now we can have our text messages for just like random girlfriend stuff, you know? And so again, just like simple, simple thing. But I was like, this is not fun for me to have this. Okay. So it's time to do a little bit of an inventory around this and go, where, where are things creeping in that are just not working for me anymore or that are causing me stress or things that I'm thinking about at night that I shouldn't really be thinking about anymore? You know, what's, what's coming in? Okay. So I've got some, a lot of ideas for you. Um, after the break around like time and money and all of these things, these little niggly things that you might think, oh, they're not a big deal. I can handle it. But sometimes it's just because we don't want to have a conversation. All right. So, all right. I'll see you straight after this quick break. Hi, I'm Teresa Townsend from Southampton in the UK. I'm an independent careers advisor at cheerfulcareers.com and I specialise in helping teenagers and their parents to sort of explore all those great opportunities out there for young people. I discovered Denise quite a few years ago through her books and my favourite one, Stephanie Chill and Prosper. And I got so much out of that book, particularly that really got me into batching, but so many other great nuggets in there. And I love all her resources, really. I've joined Money Bootcamp now and just just for the sort of community, it's worth it. It's so great for mindset um, and you've got the great course with it as well. If you're on the fence with you know, getting one of her books or joining Money Bootcamp, I definitely say just go and do it. It's so inspiring. It's such a great investment for your future and for your business. Okay, welcome back. We are talking about boundaries, boundaries. Um, I did a little ad a couple of years ago on Fiverr. I got someone to do a voiceover and it was like, you know, Barocca, the Barocca ads? 
You know, Barocca is like this these little tablets that you put in water and it gives you vitamin B. And the ads used to be, B, 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 Barocca gives you back your B, B, bounce. And so I made this little video of like, B, 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 boundaries give you back your B, B, bounce. Um, and I'll, I'll put it on the page or something. I'll link to it. But um, I don't even know where I was going for that. Oh, yeah, boundaries. Yeah, we're just talking about boundaries. So the biggest thing I see for so many entrepreneurs is boundaries around time with clients, time with clients. And um, I want you to have a different perspective on this, okay, because sometimes we're doing it because we want to be generous. Sometimes we're doing it because that's just how it is, right? So I used to have a coaching business where I coached people one-to-one. You know, they would they would get an hour of coaching, but it would be like three hours because I'd be like, and one more thing. Oh, and do you have any other questions? Oh, let's fix this area of your life too. And what I realized is that one, they would just be so exhausted afterwards, like so exhausted. They'd have so many different threads to follow up on. I'd open like 50 million open loops in their brain. It just wasn't a very kind thing to do to somebody. It felt like I was being generous, but I actually was not. And then the same thing happened when I used to run my money boot camp calls for an hour and a half because they would often stretch to two hours too. And um, again, I just wanted to be generous. I wanted to be helpful. I wanted to be thorough. That's what I used to tell myself. I'm being thorough. But actually it was um, not. It was overwhelming, but also it was wishy-washy. Okay, let me give you an example on this. There was no clear cut thing of like, put an hour in your calendar or put an hour and a half in your calendar. And so when I would go for an hour and a half, hour 45, people on my boot camp calls, some people would be like, hey, I only allocated an hour for this, so I've got to go. And they would have massive FOMO that I would suddenly like say something profound or something afterwards. And then it would give them work to have to go back and listen to it. Okay, so it wasn't, it just wasn't a kind thing to do because it wasn't a clean, safe container. Now, I have experienced this on the other side as a client. I realized that if I don't know how long something's going to go for, I become super vigilant in looking at the clock and I feel really guilty that I'm taking up that person's time, right? So I, um, you know, I'll sort of look and go, oh, how long have we got to go? Oh, how much longer? Oh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm being a bad client or I'm overstepping boundaries. But it's not my job to do that as the client. It's not my job to clock watch. It is the person that I've paid, that's their job to do that and to create a safe container and to be like, okay, this is what's happening and this is how long we've got and this is, you know, where we're up to. Um, Especially, you know, whether it's in person or whatever, I don't want to be the person looking at the clock. And I've loved that. I've, I used to have someone come and do yoga with me at um, my house. And I loved that I didn't even have a clock in that room. But I knew that she would, you know, make sure, okay, this is what's, you know, we're warming up. Now we're doing the thing. And now we have Shavasana. And we never ran out of time to do it because she was looking at the clock. She was the, she was the keeper of the container. Does that make sense? So if you are being wishy-washy and not telling people like this is how it's going to go it just the boundaries become so icky right and I've also overstepped people's boundaries and not even realized it and so I've done this with things like websites I'll be like hey cool here's all that information and um or oh can we just change this not knowing 
that I've overstepped the scope of work, that I have, um, you know, given them unclear instructions or I've obviously not read the contract enough, right? So I've, do- I've done that. And sometimes I love when someone just goes, hey, cool, you know, that's not in this scope, but let's put it on a list for later. Let's do that next time. And um, what's really hard, though, is if someone's just stewing behind the scenes, and I've had someone do this to me, actually, where I felt like they weren't really clear on what was included, what was in and out of scope, like very, very unclear. And because, like, I kind of just signed the contract without being clear, we're both a bit unclear and a bit ADHD, to be really honest. And I remember asking her something and she was like really, really rude back. Like it was like like really out of proportion response. And now I realize it's probably because I'd overstepped so in so many little ways without realizing it that she was just like going, oh my God, this chick, oh my God, that's not even in scope. Oh, I didn't know. And because she just kept on letting it go, I didn't realize I was doing it until she snapped at me and I was like, oh, I felt like, a little kid being chastised, right? I was like, oh, what have I done? Um, and so I've been on both sides of it. I've been on the side of wanting to, oh my God, they're going to think I'm such a bitch if I bring that up now. And I've been on the side of not realizing that I've overstepped things. Um, and that's and that's really tricky. Now, um, I think too, there's something there in just like having grown up conversations sometimes can be really tricky. And just to say, hey, just to let you know, Hey, just to let you know. And again, I've been on both sides of it where I've screwed up something and, you know, someone's like, oh yeah, cool. I'll pay that. And I go, oh, they've actually paid the wrong amount, you know? And I've gone back and said, hey, cool. Just to let you know, here's the, here's the amount. And they've gone, oh, okay, no problem. Um, but I've been on both sides of where I've just gone, oh my God, they're going to think I'm such a bitch. Oh, I just have to live with it. Oh, what have I done? Um, and I, I did this with an employee once where I totally screwed up their salary because I had just made an assumption and she was like, nope. And I was like, oh, okay then. Cool. And it wasn't, I didn't think she was a bitch. I just went, that's on me. I didn't pay, I didn't pay enough attention. Um, now if you struggle with this, what I think is really important, and this is where I say, take a bit of an inventory is to see where you need to tighten up some of these things to avoid the assumptions to avoid people like just not being told. Okay. So there's a couple of ways you can do that. One in your terms and conditions. Okay. This is what is expected of you. This is what is expected of us. This is what I will deliver. This is what you will deliver. This is the time of it. This is when we'll wrap things up by, because if it's not clear, um, there's like, there's no, there's nothing holding it together. There's no clear container. The membranes are loose. You can just go all over the place, right? So where do you need to tighten that up? Um, We've done it a few times in like Money Boot Camp where we've said to people, it's a non-promotional group. So, and it's not a business group. This is about money mindset. It's not about business marketing. So we've had to put this in multiple places on the thank you page, um, you know, in the group, pinned to the top, reminding people about it because some people don't read those things. I'm one of those people. I don't read it either. So then we have to be shown to enforce the rules, right? And say, refer back. Hey, this is the, this is the thing. But if you don't have it written down, then what, like, what are you going to do? You know, things like refund policies. Do you need to tighten those up? 
And I did. I used to have a um, 60-day refund period on Money Bootcamp, but too many people took advantage of it. It became a boundary issue for me where I, f- I started to take it personally, especially since one year um, the 60 days was up. We did a big launch on the 25th of October. Um, I think this was like, oh, I can't even remember, tw- tw- blah, 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 2018. And um, 60 days was on the 24th of December, Christmas Eve. We had record amount of refund requests. It, it, it did hurt. Like normally I wouldn't take that personally, but for me that was a boundary. I went, oh my God, look at all these people who participated in the program and then just thought, oh, well, I'll just get my money back. And it, it, it felt yucky. So we moved it to 14 days. And we've had people who've come back a year later and said, oh, can I get a refund now? And we go, no. No, that's what was there. That was what was signed. But the problem is if you don't have those in place, then you kind of just have to suck it up sometimes. And this is what I call the zombie client. Hang on, I'm just going to take a little drink of water. The zombie client who comes up from the dead and goes, oh, remember that thing that you said you were going to do for me? You remember that session that I didn't have? And you're like, oh, but there's no expiry on it. There's no nothing in your terms and conditions that says, no, that's sorry, you can't have it. Um, so you can renegotiate things. You can say, okay, great, we'll have this, but then you have to have it by this date. Okay, so the inventory around time, dates, deadlines, expectations, what's in scope, what's out of scope, be very clear about that because it helps people to feel safe. It really does. It helps people to feel safe. What um, boundaries do you want to have around your payment systems? Do you want people to pay up front? Do you want deposits? Do you want stepped deposits? You know, you might be in the wedding industry. It's very common to have stepped deposits for hotels. It's like you pay, I don't know, 20% to book it. You pay 30% some months out. You pay whatever, you know, 30 days before you have to pay everything. Um, We can learn from other industries and how they set up their payment boundaries. Um, my the lady who grooms my dogs, she has got very strict payment boundaries, right? And so um, there was a miscommunication. Our dogs had to go to you know daycare, but she was booked in. She's like really booked out, right? And we said, oh, the dogs are at daycare, and she was like, okay, well, I have to enforce my cancellation charge, and like you miss this groom, right? And it was like totally fair enough. That's what I signed up for, and that's on me. Right, but if you don't have those things in writing, then people will get resentful about it. Right? Okay, so if you're not quite sure where to start around this, I have a really great free resource for you. Okay, if you go to denisedt.com/awkward, so awkward spelled A-W-K-W-A-R-D, awkward. Um, it's a free ebook around some of these conversations that you might need to have around time, money, some of just the weird boundary things that I see sometimes in people's businesses and it will give you some scripts to make it really easy for you okay but it will also as you read through them you might think oh I haven't had that scenario yet okay I'm going to put something into place in my terms and conditions and um, I mean you can just do really simple t's and c's or you can um, there's, there's legal people who sell them and so you can have them on there you have to check what's you know if you've got state requirements or country requirements I can't set those for you but I can also just give you some reassurance that you can just have a normal easy conversation and just say hey just to let you know or this is the way it's going to go or um, how to um, phrase some of those things okay so again that's at denisedt.com slash 
awkward, awkward. All right, I've got one final thought for you after this last break. See you in a sec. Hi, I'm Sarah Shenkovich. I am a coach at Healing Business in the UK. I first read Get Rich Lucky Bee about three years ago and I did a lot of the inner healing and I set an intention at that time for an annual income goal. And I did what Denise said and I changed all my passwords and I just realized um, I was having a look at my forecasting spreadsheet and I'm actually going to hit that goal next year, which feels amazing. And I sometimes think I wonder what my life would be like if I'd have joined boot camp at that time three years ago. Where would I be today? So I joined a month ago having read Chillpreneur and I was like it is time I've had so much free value from Denise over the years I need to get inside this community I know that every time I read one of her books I have these amazing breakthroughs so it's time for me to take this to the next level and really step inside the money boot camp and just you know take it to the next level and since I've been in it's really helped me to realize how I've been playing small with my money how I've been really stingy with myself Um, And it was really useful to see all the ways that I was um, just making do with so many things in my life. And if I could give you any advice, I would say don't wait. All right, welcome back. So as I mentioned at the start of this episode, my friend Randy Buckley, um, she is the person to go follow. Randy with an I, um, Buckley. And so I just wanted to give her one of her quotes to finish off. So it's a good one. It's pushback is not a call to abandon your boundaries. Pushback is a part of the process. And so don't be afraid that some people won't like it. It's just a part of the process. And, you know, you'll feel so much better about some of these things. You know, if you're obsessing over things, feeling bad about things, um, resenting your clients, then, you know, yeah. What can you do? And another thing that Randy says is if we're not honoring our boundaries, we can't expect anyone else to. This puts the responsibility on us. We are the ones who can decide. We are the ones in charge. So yeah, a a big shout out and thank you to my friend Randy Buckley, who's so great with boundary stuff. Follow her on Instagram. I think it's randy.buckley on Instagram. Um, But, you know, again, it's totally okay for you to set boundaries in whatever way feels good for you and your personality. The way you do it doesn't have to be what other people do. It's your business, your rules. And don't forget that free ebook, um, denisedt.com slash awkward. All right, lovely. Well, I will see you next week for another episode of Chill and Prosper. Bye. Thanks for listening to Chill and Prosper. Tell your friends to chill and prosper. Review and subscribe. We hope you had a very good time.